You're listening to the Life in Christ Church Podcast, your place for life-changing messages that will build your faith and propel your life. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? Uh, You know, it's important to fellowship with our greatest hopes and our dreams daily, right? To get that on the inside of us, to to, to spend time, to just daydreaming, you know, that's a a good thing. Not not daydreaming instead of working. I mean, you know, set time aside to to meditate, the Bible says, right? In Joshua 1, meditate day and night. And meditate means to think hard, to ponder on, to dream. You need to be dreaming. Come on. You need to be, you need to be seeing what God wants to do in your life. Uh, and some of you have had dreams that have fallen by the wayside. I want to encourage you to pick those dreams back up. Amen. Dreams of starting that business. Dreams of starting that ministry. Amen. Dreams of a, of a happy marriage. Amen. Dreams of doing incredible things for the Lord. Pick those things back up and meditate until you see a vision of victory. Come on. Until you see victory on the inside. Amen. And, and you know, the enemy will bring distractions to try to get you off of that. Right? The Bible talks about that. And, and so we're to stand guard and to, and to fight against that. Uh, because the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And so if you want to change tomorrow, you have to, you have to, you have to change what you see on the inside today. If you continue to just to see the same thing on the inside day after day, tomorrow will never change. And so it's important. I know some of you are going through some things and, 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 and you're getting bombarded on every side. But this is so, so important that you take time to, to meditate on your greatest hopes and dreams. Because that's what's going to change tomorrow. Well, you have to get it on the inside. If you'll get it on the inside, if you'll see it on the inside, it's a spiritual certainty that it has to come to pass on the outside. Come on, amen. If you get it on the inside, it'll come upon you. You'll start to see it in the natural. But you don't see it in here, you'll never see it out here. If it's too big for your heart, it'll be too big for your hand. Come on, amen. And so this, this takes a, a spiritual discipline and, and, and it takes spiritual, you know, fortitude to sit and to meditate. God, I know you promised me this and that and, and I see these things. God did not put dreams on the inside of you to frustrate you. Come on, to put them on the inside for them to never come to pass. That's cruel. We don't serve a cruel God. Come on. And so sit there and, and, and allow the Holy Spirit to impregnate you. Come on with vision. Come on. And, and, and because, you know, the only way that's going to happen is through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Taking time to allow the Holy Spirit to impregnate you with vision, with hopes, with dreams. Uh, and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm doing that more than ever. I, I, that, that's how we're in this building right now. That's how anything that's going on in our lives, that's how it's happening right now. We were believing God for a car last year. And I heard Brother Ted Shuttlesworth say when he was looking for his house, his pastor told him, put your heart on it. As soon as you put your heart on it, it's only a matter of time. And so I said, baby, we're going to put our heart on this car. Like really meditate on this, see ourselves in it. Like really, really set our heart, set the course. And as soon as we did that, it was but a matter of time before that car came in, paid for cash. Come on, the exact car we wanted. Come on, God, God is a big God doing big things. Amen. Big things. You need to see God as a big God and he wants to bless you. He He wants it to come to pass in your life. Amen. Don't disqualify yourself when God has qualified you. 
Oh, well, pastor this and pastor that. No, no, no. Don't allow the world to dictate what is yours and what is not. The Bible tells you, come on, that you're blessed. And that means we already saw that there. That means that it's an empowerment to prosper. You are empowered to prosper, empowered to succeed in life, empowered not to just hold on till Jesus comes, but to thrive in this life. Come on, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Yes, but the Lord delivers us from them all. And the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter like the noonday sun. Come on, it's supposed to get better and better. This walk with the Lord, amen, peace and joy. Joy, come on, joy is so important. Maintaining your joy. The devil's trying to come after that. Why? Because that's where you derive your strength from, right, your joy. And it, it's imperative that, that you cultivate this. Let, let's, let's take a look. I have a, a message, but I felt the Lord changed it up on me just a little bit, and we'll see what we get to and what we don't. Because you'll be back next week, right? Amen. And we'll hook back up next week. James chapter 1, verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2. Brother Hagin used to say, come on, when you get excited about the word, that's when it'll work for you. Come on, when you get thrilled about the things of God, that's when it'll start to work for you. You know, uh, Psalms 119, don't turn there, go ahead and go to James. But Psalms 119, uh, verse 162 says, I rejoice at your word as one who finds a great treasure. Amen. We need to be like that. We, we, we just get so happy about the word. We get so excited about the word because the word, when it gets on the inside of you, come on, it's a, it, it, you determine whether it's going to produce 30, 60, or 100 fold, right? It's, it, you determine that, and we're after the 100 fold. We want to see the maximum potential of this word, come on, working in our lives. And James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4 uh, is a big part of that. My brethren, count it all joy. Say joy. When you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You know, the enemy brings temptation to cause you to waver. Right. And temptation uh, isn't always, you know, a drug, sex or alcohol. Uh, it's the temptation to uh, align yourself with what you see instead of what you believe. Right. Faith is believing God's word uh, regardless of what's happening around you. That's called the good fight of faith. Right. I believe God. I'm healed. I'm well. I'm strong, even though my body is telling me different. But I'm holding on to what God has said over my life. The temptation comes to go with the diagnosis of the doctor or the temptation comes to to to, to go with what I see in my bank account. But I'm I, I'm not going to allow that to, to knock me off of what I believe. Right. The Bible says count it all joy when temptations come your way, right? Uh, because you're proving your faith. You're, you're strengthening yourself. This is an opportunity to gain victory. Amen. To take a stand and to say, I believe God. Amen. God is my source. I'm not going to allow anything that the enemy throws my way to knock me off of, of, of what, what, what I'm standing on. And, and, and we know that it's the enemy, um, according to James chapter 1, verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, uh, nor does he himself tempt anybody. And so a lot of people say, you know, God has me in this position right here to teach me a lesson. God does not need you poor to teach you a lesson. Come on, God does not need to put sickness on you to teach you a lesson. God does not need your kid getting ran over by a, by a car to teach you, oh, God was teaching me a lesson. No, that's not how God operates. We serve a good father. Amen. A good heavenly father who loves us and cares for us. Uh, John 10.10 10 says, you know, Jesus came that we may have life. But, but the enemy comes to what? 
kill, steal, and destroy. So you have an enemy who brings temptations. We have an enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And we're to count it all joy when we see it. Amen. We're to get excited at, about the opportunity to prove our faith. Uh, an opportunity to say, no, 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 no. This is what I believe. And this is what's going to come to pass. Amen. I'm going to meditate on the word. I'm going to get it on the inside. I'm going to see it. I'm just going to become so real to me. And when it does, it's a spiritual certainty that it's only a matter of time that my situation has to turn. Amen. Real faith works every single time. Come on, real faith. Believe in God works every single time. Well, Pastor, I knew somebody. My cousin's mother's brother's sister was believing God, and she died. What happened? I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened either, so shut it. <laughs> Come on, amen. What I do know is that God's word works. Come on, faith in God always produces. I don't know everything. I don't know what they were thinking, what they were not thinking. I'm just worried about me, and I'm worried about, uh, you know, I'm standing on God's word, and I'm not determining my doctrine based upon someone else's experience come on amen too many people determine what they believe based upon what they experience or what someone else experienced no no, no. I, I go by what I believe not by what I see faith come on faith real faith come on, operates according to belief not what they see faith looks not at what they see come on they call those things that are not as though they were amen and so faith is a very powerful force it is the only way to please God. Those that come to God must believe that he is, right? The just shall uh, uh, live by faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. And so we preach faith around here. And faith gets a bad rap. Oh, you a word of faith preacher? You, you, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the Bible's very clear about how faith produces and how to access every promise in the Bible. You must have faith. You must believe. Come on. We don't go by what we see. And too many people have been just, you know, discouraged and, 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 and because of the things that have come their way. But I want to I encourage you to pick back up those dreams that God has given you and, and those things that have been placed in your heart years ago that you've, you've allowed to, to go by the wayside because of, of trials and things that have come, you know, that, that have knocked you off of that path. But it's time to believe again. Amen. It's time to pick those dreams up. It's time to, to allow them to get real on the inside allow them to get big on the inside come on when they start to become big on the inside amen that's when they are realized in the natural same thing with money we've we've just decided we're going to be de desensitized to large amounts of money hundred thousand hundred thousand that ain't nothing that is, that's a drop in a bucket for god a million dollars that ain't nothing that's a drop in a bucket for god i'm not gonna allow any amount of money to stagger me my father owns all the cattle on a thousand hills amen come on and if I need it God will bring it no matter what it costs and if he can't bring it I don't want it amen come on if he can't take me I don't want to go glory to God and, and so man I, I'm not gonna allow anything that he puts on the inside of me to to, to, to cause me to stagger because he, he showed me some things and 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 you don't just tell everybody what's on the inside or you end up like Joseph right <laughs> sold into slavery but with the favor of God you know that you'll rise to the top but I don't even want to play that game <laughs> But you understand that, that if it's too big for in here, it's too big for out here. 
And so, you know, it takes time, especially if you've been battered and hit, uh, to, to, to look past what's happening around you. But it's necessary because if all you are is in survival mode, nothing will change. It's time to get into thriving mode, right? And so, you know, I understand it's easier said than done, but you must course correct. You must make the adjustments now in order to start to change your tomorrow. Your tomorrow changes when what you see on the inside changes today. Come on, right? Today, you start to see it, it starts to affect tomorrow, right? Because I already told you, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you see on the inside will determine your tomorrow. Amen. And so it takes time. It takes time. But, but it, it is absolutely vital. And so meditate or dream often, fellowship often with your greatest hopes and dreams. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Imagination is so powerful. That's why we're to cast down every thought that, that exalts itself against, you know, the knowledge of God. Anything that rises up contrary to what you believe, you are supposed to grab it and cast it down and replace it with the truth. If you allow things to slip by, it'll muddy the water and it'll start to fog your view. And that's why you need to tend to this daily. Every day you need to tend to your heart and tend to your mind and, and, and be watching, be on guard. And you need to be alert as to what you're allowing on the inside because it'll determine your life. Your destiny is determined by you. God has already set out the path for you and it's up to you to choose to align with it. But it's up to you, come on, to, to get there, to to, to, and it'll help you, but you must put in the work. Come on, people, people don't like that word works. I'm not talking about working to be saved, but there's work involved to live in victory. Amen. Come on, say amen to that. There's work involved. There's a cultivating. There's a, the Bible says, put a century of guard over my lip. And, and so you must be on guard in this area. And what you say, what comes out of your mouth is so vital. In James, it, the Bible calls the tongue a rudder, like a rudder on a ship. It will literally, uh, it, 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 you know, when you're, when you're steering a ship, your tongue will steer the course of your life, right? So speaking life, you know, not allowing things to come out of your mouth that you don't want to see. If it comes out of your mouth, you think about, do I really want to see that? No. Then you say, oh, I repent. I cancel that word. And, I, and then you speak the correct word in place of that. Well, that sounds like too much work. Yeah, well, you'll see how much work it, it, it takes to clean up the mess from speaking death. Come on, amen. Right? So, so speaking life over your marriage, speaking life over your situation, speaking life over, over whatever you're dealing with, right, will start to turn the ship. It starts with your mouth. Brother Copeland taught us the power of first words, right? When something happens, what you say first will determine uh, the outcome of that situation. What you say first is vital. So when tragedy comes, right, what are you, you going to say? When you hear a bad report, when somebody's, oh, my God, this happens, you go, oh, we're going down, we're going to die. Or you say, no, praise God, I believe God. My God is well able to cause me to stand. Come on, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to thrive in this. My family will make it. We will not be kicked out. Come on, the miracle workers, come on, doing this thing, amen. The way maker is on my case, amen. It's getting a vision of victory on the inside, right? Meditate until you see victory on the inside, amen. 
And I've said this before, but you don't want to live a life, uh, uh, you don't want to live a reactive life, you want to live a proactive life, right? And so when things happen, you ain't trying to catch up uh, on, on, on a year's worth of sermons or, or 15 years for some people. You, you want to be ready to go when something happens because trials come, things happen, things, you know, you've, you're faced with many different things, but you want to be ready to shoot. Come on, you've already been to the range, you already know how to pull that thing out, Come on, you already know how to reload, you already know where to go to get more ammo. You already know what to do. Come on, amen. That's, that's when you really start to see traction. That's when things really start to roll for you, right? But, 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 but you know, I understand some of you have been battered, but you're in the right place. Some of you have gone through some things, and, and you, you're trying to turn the ship, but just keep coming. Keep coming. Faith will start to rise on the inside of you. Come on, victory will start to rise on the inside of you. You'll start to see yourself differently. You'll start to talk differently. You'll start to walk differently, amen. Come on. You'll start to realize who you actually are, not who this world told you you are. Amen. But it may take a little time. There's a renewing of the mind that needs to happen, right? Be transformed. In order for transformation to occur, there needs to be a renewing of the mind. And the renewing of the mind, that's not an event. It's a process. You know, well, Pastor, I already renewed my mind. Uh, you know, it, it's a continual thing. It's day in and day out. Say day in and day out. Right, every day, come on, renewing your mind concerning the things of this world. You don't want to be transformed into this world's way of doing things. We operate according to this word. But if you don't ever get in this word, you won't realize you don't know the benefits that God has given you. Your covenant rights. It's like moving to a new country and never really looking at the law book or knowing the benefits that you have. If you came here from a third world country, man, there's a lot of benefits in this nation, whatever you think about that. But, but, but if you don't ever look into it or know what they are, you'll be living at such a, a low level. Come on, in this country, you have the right to vote. You have the right to free speech. If you don't know that, you'll live in bondage. Same thing in the kingdom of God. There are so many things that are available to you that you'll never know unless you get in here. Come on, amen. This is not some scary book. You know, there are some versions that are a little harder to read than others, but I highly suggest you get a new King James version if, it, if the King James is a little hard for you to read and get in there and start to read. And I heard my wife tell you this not too long ago, but start in the epistles, right? Paul's letters to the churches, right? Even Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, and just keep reading because it, it, those, those letters to the churches are, are, are instructions. God, uh, Paul wrote by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, uh, a lot of instruction on how to be a Christian, a lot of correction, a lot of, you know, doctrine is in there, what we believe. Churches were, were, were not sure what to believe, and Paul would bring correction. So it shows us, it gives us an insight, right, into, into how to live as a Christian. And so highly recommend you do that and, and, and have a systematic plan to read every day. Every day. And I'm not talking about read 15. I'm going to read 15 chapters every day. You're probably not if you've never read any chapter a day. <laughs> right? So start out reading. Say, I'm going to read two, three chapters. If you read more, wonderful. But if you just read those two, three chapters, you have a check. Amen. You, 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 you got to win for that day. And you start to feed your spirit. And you start to grow. And next thing you know, you, you develop such a hunger for this word. Such a love for God's word, a lover of God's word, a student of God's word, a desire to, to, to know this word through and through, to live by, by its principles. Come on, because this word is, it, this isn't just a book of good morals. This book is sharp, active, living, alive. Come on, it, it, it'll, 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 it has the power to make the adjustments on the inside of you. It has the power to transform your life. 
Come on. No matter where you are, this Bible can transform your life. Amen. And so we often just see it as, well, you know, no, we need to see it as a very powerful force. That if we'll, if we'll systematically read, it'll help us in such a big way. Amen? Amen. Too many people are having, you know, they, they, they get impregnated with, with vision, and, but, but having spiritual, uh, you know, miscarriages by, by what's happening. And the way to sustain the vision that God has given you is by daily fellowship in the Word, daily fellowship with that vision, seeing yourself. Uh, I can't stress this enough. Daily fellowship with your greatest hopes and visions. Heard Joel Sim say that this week, and it went off so big on the inside of me that, man, I don't want to lay anything down that God has put on the inside of me. If he put it on the inside of me, it's not just for me, right? Other people are counting on that vision coming to pass. Your family is counting on the vision that God has given you coming to pass. And so it's imperative, come on, uh, to, 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 to see those things fulfilled in your life. And so it's not just going to happen by accident. Um, the world is set up to rob you of your dreams, and the enemy sends often many different things to do that. But I declare by the power of God, not one dream in this room shall be aborted. Not one dream, not one assignment, not one calling shall be aborted. Every plan and purpose that God has assigned for your life shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, if you believe that, shout aloud, amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so let's get into the favor of God real quick. We'll go into some new territory before I review, and we'll just get what we can out. But I really felt to share that with you uh, because it's important. Uh, God's looking to do some big things in your life, but, but you must meditate in that area. So we've been talking about the favor of God, and, and the favor of God has a lot to do with your destiny and, 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 and your walk with God and uh, in the, in the life in the world that we're living in. Uh, it's going to be necessary for you to live in the favor of God to see the assignment fulfilled on your life. Amen. You need the favor of God. Uh, and so we define favor, uh, four main uh, definitions of favor. Number one, uh, this is we're doing a little review if you weren't here last week. Number one, something granted out of goodwill. Number two, an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. And number three, preferential treatment. <laughs> Come on, amen. Preferential treatment. Glory to God. Number four, advantage. I like that one. Having an advantage means having something working for us that others don't have working for them. One day of favor or an encounter with favor is worth more than a lifetime of labor. Right? I'd rather have God's favor on my life than, than having to strive every day, strive every day to get ahead, to try to make things happen. When you rely on God's favor, things happen supernaturally. You know, we've been so blessed and so privileged. Just even the fact that we're in this building, Pastor James Epperly used to pastor in this building. And, and uh, you know, I know a lot of people that wanted to be in this building. But why did he choose us, right? Why did he say, life in Christ, I want you guys to be the ones to take this building over because he was moving into another building. That's God's favor. Amen. People ask me, how did you get that place? How did and, You know, it never went on the market. He called me the day I was going to sign a lease on another place. The day I woke up, and, and then the place I was going to w w was not the place I really wanted to be in, but we needed to, to be out of where we were, and, and I figured, okay, we'll go there, and it'll buy us some time, and, and I was getting ready to go, and he calls me, and he says, hey, Pastor Joe, I've been thinking, uh, I need someone to take over my lease, and, and I'd like for you to consider it, and I said, oh, 
glory to God. I had been here, and I had seen the place, and I thought, man, this place is wonderful. This place is amazing. I would love to be in here. And, 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 and he, he said, yep. And, and so we, and we took the place. And, and, you know, this place was four times the amount of rent we were used to paying. And, you know, we were only about 50 people about that time. By the way, this is about our one-year anniversary of being in this building. Amen. So God is so faithful. Last Sunday was one year of being in this building. And so w- when we moved in this building, it was four times the amount of rent. And so we, you know, it financially didn't make sense to move here. But I mean, you know, you don't go. This is what I'm trying to tell you. You don't go by what you see. And you don't just make rash decisions and do what you want to do. You hear from the Holy Ghost. Intimacy with the Holy Ghost, come on, will birth the vision and the plan. Amen. And so we took time and we, we took time to hear from the Lord. And, and the Lord said, yep, that's the place. We stepped out. And within a week, someone calls and said, we're going to pay for your whole first year. Amen. About $50,000. Come on, amen. Glory to God. That's the favor of the Lord. Amen. When you're in his will and doing what he's called you to do, come on, the wind will be at your back. The, the wind of the Holy Ghost will be at your back, pushing you, lifting you. Instead of the wave crushing you, the wave starts to lift you. Amen. That's what the grace and the favor of God will do for you. And so being in here, incredible. And then, and then uh, having um, Pastor Mark Hankins come and, and Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. Do you know how many people want him to come to their church? It ain't even funny. People are still asking me, how did you get him to come to your church? The, the, the fact of the matter is I didn't. I never even asked him. He called me. That's the favor of the Lord. Come on, that is God's faithfulness to this church. Come on, the favor of God. That meeting helped us, propelled us to another level. Amen. Favor. Somebody say favor. Favor ain't fair. Amen. People that went to his Bible school that are so close to him, that have churches close by, that he didn't go to their church. Why did he come here? I don't know. It ain't fair. I know. (laughs) But that's favor. Glory to God. Don't look at me. Talk to the boss. (laughs) Come on. And so that's what favor will do. Favor will promote you. Come on, amen. Will lift you up when, 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 when there are no promotions happening. Uh, somebody in our church, come on, nope. You know, they had to be there for a certain amount of time to get a raise. The boss said, nope, sorry, I won't, we're, we're just going to forget about that room. We're going to give you a raise. That's favor, amen. <laughs> that kind of thing happening, not just here and there, but on a continual basis. That's the covenant right of the believer. Continual favor showing up in your life. But, but you have to see it on the inside. Well, you have to see yourself favored. If you're like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not, well, this isn't some kind of thing. You know, I talk about with prayer. You know, we're going to pray 10, hope 5, stick. No, we're not gambling when it comes to prayer. Same thing with favor. This isn't a chance thing. This isn't a, well, I hope this works. No, this is the favor of God every single time. Amen. The favor of the Lord. And so we declare every morning we're going somewhere. The favor of God surrounds us is with the shield. We have favor with God and with man. People like us. People want to do things for us. Come on. Doors are opened up unto us. Amen. And then we leave it in God's hand. I don't try to make things happen. Come on. I don't start to try to strive and and, and cut corners and try to, no, 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 I rest in God's promise, amen, and we always see it come to pass, glory to God, and so that's the definition of favor, I want to talk to you about 10, we might not get all of them today, and that's okay, 10 benefits to walking in God's favor, 10 benefits to walking in God's favor, number one, we'll experience supernatural increase and promotion. Benefit number one, we will experience supernatural increase and promotion. 
We saw Joseph when he was sold into slavery, ended up at Potiphar's house. The favor of God, the Bible said, was on his life. He rose to the head of that household. Potiphar's wife lied on him, ended up in jail. Come on, he rose to the head of the jail. And one night he's in the, 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 the prison. The next night, come on, he's in the palace. That's what favor will do. It'll cause you to be promoted. It'll cause you to, to rise to the top. So increase and promotion. You need to see that. Write that down. I will experience, say that, I will experience supernatural increase and promotion. Number two, we will experience the restoration of everything the enemy has stolen. Come on. The restoration of everything the enemy has stolen. <laughs> Come on, the, the children of, uh, uh, of Israel were held captive by the Egyptians for over 400 years. But when they were let loose, come on, they, they had gold and silver. Things had been restored to them. They were held in captivity one day. The next day, they had gold and silver. Things were all restored back unto them. And so God will restore to you the things that have been stolen by the enemy. Amen. Say that with me. Say, I will, I will. Experience, experience the restoration of everything the enemy has stolen. Praise the Lord. Yep, we declare the favor of God will restore to us everything the enemy has stolen. Number three, we will receive honor even in the midst of our adversaries. Adversaries. So we will receive honor even in the midst of our adversaries. Honor even in the midst of our adversaries. Praise the Lord. He sets a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Come on. David saw it. Table before us in the presence of our enemies. Number four, we will increase in assets, especially in the area of land and real estate. When we're talking about 10 benefits of favor. Number four, we will increase in assets, especially in the area of land and real estate. Praise God. Number five, this is good right here. We'll experience great victories in the face of long odds. We'll experience great victories in the face of long odds, where it looks like there's no way that we're going to see a victory here. When you declare God's favor, come on, amen, things will start to shift. Many a times, Joshua was surrounded, uh, outgunned, outcharried, all the whole nine. The favor of God showed up, come on, victory started to turn the, the, the day. And so that'll be your story, right? Outnumbered, outgunned, but the favor of God will start to turn your situation. You may be behind, you may be in, in, in a place right now where you don't know how, how you're going to get out of it. Start to declare the favor of God in that situation and you'll start to rise come on the grace of God will start to lift you amen amen and, and you know one of the hindrances to favor is 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 pride right because the Bible says those that humble themselves will be exalted so humbling ourselves means letting God take care of it amen resting in his promises not trying to get ahead of God not trying to force things or manipulate things manipulating things is a force is, is a is a type of pride Right, trying to make things happen, trying to wiggle your way into a place. But when the favor of God does it, man, it's sweet. It is sweet.
sweet. I've told you, uh, we've ended up in rooms and back green rooms with ministers and people that I've only dreamed about meeting. And But the favor of God, come on, because we've humbled ourselves and say, no, but we're not striving for that. You know, it's a dream, but I will not try to manipulate my way into that. Absolutely not. But God saw to it because of my heart, because of, you know, how we've decided to rely on him for these kind of things. Come on, that's when things start to shake and move. Amen. But I've seen it too many times. I, you know, you'll watch ministers and they'll try to, you know, manipulate the situation and it never works out. He resists the proud. He actually comes against that kind of spirit, that kind of, that way of doing things, right? Amen. He said, those that come to the front will be asked to the back, but those that go to the back will be asked to the front. Come on, amen. That's a principle there, right? Uh, always preferring others. That'll produce major favor in your life. Major favor in your life. God has favored certain people, but because of their attitude we saw last week, attitude is such a, an important component to favor. Your attitude will cripple favor in your life. Come on, your attitude. Come on, your facial expression. Gratitude is a conduit of favor gratitude. Thank you so much for that. Loyalty. Come on, standing with people that have helped you. Come on, people that have, that have been a blessing to you, right? Being loyal to them, that's a conduit of favor. Come on, amen. People often overlook these things. Excellence is a conduit to favor. Excellence, doing things well. You know, God, God will ask somebody to favor you, but they'll come in and say, wait a minute, they don't do things with excellence. They're going to squander what I'm going to give them until so it won't happen. I have a pastor friend of mine who, who, who's done really well for himself, and he was getting ready to, to bless this pastor, to pay off this pastor's building. He was a guest minister in this building, and the Lord had said, pay this man's building off. And so he said, all right. And the man, uh, the pastor took my friend into the green room, and in the green room, everything was just, it was in shambles. It was like half-eaten, you know, uh, salad trays and like you could have bought a brand new salad tray for the guest minister not the one you used for the last guest minister right it just looked like it, they did no excellence there was no spirit of excellence in anything that they did and my friend said I'm not paying their building off they're gonna squander what I give them they can't even do things with excellence my friend's not in there to be high maintenance I know him I, just, I know that that's how he is but because this pastor didn't do things well with excellence he lost the favor of God which in turn would have been his building being paid off come on amen for someone to say i'm going to pay this building off for a year meant that there was favor and they saw excellence they, they knew that we were not going to squander and look we've grown we started out with about 50 people when we moved in here we're over 150 people now increase on every front amen things are are moving ahead that's how it should be that's how favor operates but but man you can you can stop the favor of god in your life your attitude come on with 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 the with the flight attendant can stop the favor of god on your life you at the ticket counter treating this person a certain kind of way don't you know that person can help you that person can lead you down a, a, a corridor that ain't meant for you to be walking down but because that you were nice and you were you were kind to that person you end up in a place that man ooh, I've seen that happen countless times just just having a respectful attitude Come on, amen. This, this is very spiritual things that I'm talking about right now don't overlook a good attitude a smile on your face gracious with people uh, come on right gracious with your waiter amen gracious with your mechanic gracious with with people that you may think are low, less than you 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 mess around and be nasty with them you'll see god's favor be evaporated in your life like just go up and smoke like you forget about favor if you can't treat people right come on amen treating people right goes a long way the favor of god number six 
will receive recognition even when we are least likely to be selected. <laughs> Come on, we'll receive recognition even when we are the least likely to be selected. Come on, you know the story of David, right? Uh, uh, Samuel shows up to the house of Jesse and says, bring all your sons up here. We're going to see which one is the next king of Israel. They didn't even call David because he was a shepherd. He was a nothing. He was this short. He's out there with the sheep. All the other brothers are strong in the, in the sight of man. They, they must, one of them must be the next king. Least likely to be selected, David. But Samuel comes. No, no, one's missing. Oh, you mean David? Yeah, go get him. Come on, amen. The, the favor of God will cause you to be selected even when you're the least likely to be selected. Come on, amen. Well, I don't see how I'll ever get a promotion. You know, I just, well, but these people have better education, better this. The favor of God will put you in places that you don't even qualify for in the natural. Come on, amen. And talking about you need this, you need that, you need this. But if you're diligent about your business, come on, you're diligent about your business and you get to it, right? Uh, God will see to it that favor shows up and brings you to where you're supposed to be. Come on, the diligent person, amen, diligent, going after. If, if you're a mechanic, strive to be the best mechanic, come on, ever. Come on, if you're a janitor, be the best janitor they've ever seen, amen. That'll cause you to rise to the top. Let them see a, an attitude of, of wanting to improve and to grow. Uh, allow yourself to be correctable and teachable, come on. And no matter where you are in the, in the company, being teachable goes a long way. That opens the door to favor. That helped me so much when I worked for Joyce Meyer Ministries, allowing correction to come into my life. Uh, Pastor Joel Sims says, feedback is the breakfast of champions. Well, not anybody can handle feedback. Some people fall apart if you give them feedback. If you fall apart at feedback, God can't use you very much. Come on. Amen. Uh, you, you're only going to be used to the level in which you can handle correction. If somebody corrects you and you start to get offended, that's as far as you go, pal. Right? Amen. And I'm trying to go places with the Lord. And so I've made up my mind, Lord, correct me. Do what you got to do. Come on. If I got something on my face, I want my pastor to tell me. I ain't trying to walk around with something on my face. Amen. Come on. I want to make the adjustment, make the correction so that I can go where he, the places that he has for me. Come on. Amen. I can do what he's called me to do and not be stuck year after year going around the same mountain, doing the same thing, seeing the same people, same scenery. Nothing's changed for 10 years. Depression, this, that. Come on. It's time to break out of that. Amen. It's time to go into new territory, new places. Come on, glory to God. I'm talking to you. Come on, I'm not talking to your neighbor. I'm talking to you. Come on, amen. This message is for you. Well, I hope so-and-so's here. I uh, hope they're hearing this. No, you need to be hearing this. It's time for you to go to another level. It's time for, for God to raise you up and so that you can go forth in the plan and purpose of God. Amen. It's going to take humility. Say, I'm humble. I'm not sure. If you say you're humble, I'm not really sure you're humble. A guy at church got the, the pin for the most humble man in the church, right? The next week, the pastor had to take it because he started to wear the pin. <laughs> he said, oh, you're wearing it now. You ain't humble. <laughs> number six. Oh, we already did number six. Number seven. Kind of goes hand in hand with the other one, but we'll experience preferential treatment. Number seven, we'll experience preferential treatment. James 4.10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift us up. And 1 Peter 5.6 instructs us, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that may, he may exalt you in due time. Remember, God's not opposed to us being exalted. He's opposed to us doing the exalting, right? 
He'll exalt us, and that's what he wants. He wants to be the one to lift us. When we start to try to lift ourselves, recipe for disaster. And you don't even want to mess with that dangerous territory. Because when the Lord brings you down, you're going down. Come on, amen. Not, not that he puts something on you, but he'll, he'll, he'll shut the doors. He'll shut the opportunities until you repent and get back on track, especially, you know, if you're influencing people and, and people are looking to you because he, he will protect his people. Come on, they're those that you're influencing. And so it's, it's a very serious thing, you know, uh, and so we're getting better at this. God is helping us in this area, and he's showing us some things in this area so that we can grow. Amen. This church is founded on, on, on growth. We want to see you grow. Come on, that's the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to be a pastor. I want to see people grow in the plan of God. I got tired of just seeing people go through the same thing, seeing the same, doing the same thing. No, no, it's time to grow. Amen. Say, I'm growing, I'm developing in the plan and purpose of God. Amen. Number eight, our petitions will be granted even by ungodly civil authorities. That's one of the benefits of favor. Our petitions will be granted even by ungodly authority. We know uh, Queen Esther, her petition was granted by the king, right? Ungodly authority, favor was on her life. And so, you know, you may say, well, I don't know, you know, the, the, the government, the this or that. Come on, we're believing even right now for some paperwork to go through with the government. And so we're believing for favor. Our petitions will be granted, amen, by even by ungodly authority. God is causing that, that paperwork to be favored, our situation to be favored, favorable outcome, amen. <laughs> right, no matter, you may be dealing with the IRS, the, the INS, I don't know who, FBI, hopefully not the FBI, but, but you, you can declare God's favor right in that situation amen listen to this benefit number nine policies rules and law will be changed or reversed to our advantage come on I believe this I believe this come on policies rules and law will be changed or reversed to our advantage you, you look at Queen Esther, right, uh, and, and Mordecai, they were able to change the law of the land, right, in, in their favor when Haman tried to, to, to call, you know, cause all the Jews to be exterminated, but, but because they were favored, that whole situation turned, amen. Come on, a Jew in that land changed the law. They were given the king's ring and the signet to, to write their own decree and stamp it themselves, amen. That's favor, man. That is the favor of the Lord. Well, Pastor. I don't know the zoning here. They don't allow that here. Well, you'll be the first one. Amen. Come on. You'll be the first one because you're favorite of the Lord. Amen. I, come on. We need to get audacious in this and just start to believe God at his word and, and, and allow him to move on our behalf. Come on. And, and, and like I said before, come on. If you're dealing with a situation that requires favor and you just can't see it, meditate until you have a vision of victory on the inside. Amen. You'll start to talk differently. You'll start to turn that situation around But what you say and how you're acting and and so it's important that until you have a vision of victory that you don't say nothing. Come on, don't allow your mouth to, to, to sink the ship. Back in World War II, they had a saying, loose lips sink ships, right? People talking about where this and where that's going to be, the enemy would get a hold of it because they, people would be talking too much and they would sink their ships. And so that, the enemy's the same way. Today, he's waiting for you to open up your mouth to, to, to sink the ship because remember, your mouth, your words have so much power, they're containers that will fulfill, right? Come on, what they're sent out to do. See your words as containers that will, that will create, come on, uh, and, 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 you know, that's how this world was created. This world was created by words. 
Right? God created this where he said light be and light was, right? We're using his words, and he's given us the same power, life and death, and the power of the tongue. And so speaking life. So policies, rules, and law will be changed or reversed for our advantage. Verse 10, we won't have to fight some battles because God will fight them for us. Come on, the favor of God come on, will cause God to fight some battles because he'll fight them for us. Amen. Most of us are familiar with the words young David spoke to the Philistine giant before he killed him with a stone. You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. Amen. Come on, when, when we put our faith in God and his great favor, he will fight our battles for us. That's not to say we'll never have to take a stand and exercise our faith, but we'll have certainty, we'll, we'll, we will have certainly never have to fight our battles in our own strength. Come on, amen. You don't have to fight your battles in your own strength when you have the favor of God working in your life. Come on, we've, we, we've heard with our ears, oh God, our fathers have told us the deeds you did in, in, in their days. In the days of old, you drove out nations with your hand, but them you planted, you afflicted the peoples and cast them out, for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favored them. So they, they received the victory because God had favored them. We read that scripture last week. And so when you're facing uh, 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 an obstacle or things, you know, come up in your life that you don't see a way, don't, don't, your first instinct shouldn't be, how am I going to overcome this? Your first instinct should apply, the, to, to, it should be to apply the favor of God to that situation. Declare. Remember, you shall declare a thing and it shall be established, right? So declare the favor of God in operation in that situation. Situation and watch that thing turn, baby. Amen. I say, I declare the favor of God working in every situation in my life. Come on, amen. Glory to God. I see things turning right now. I see situations shifting right now. Come on, favorable outcomes. Come on, because you're called according to his purpose, because you love God, he works all things for your good. Come on, turns things around. Amen. Come on, causes you to increase and to prosper, causes promotion to come your way, causes people to like you and to want to do things for you. Amen. Hey, this is Pastor Joe. And before you go, I want to pray with you to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is your opportunity to be 100% sure that heaven will be your eternal home. It's very simple. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you mean business with God, he means business with you. I want you to pray this very simple but powerful prayer and mean it with all your heart. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that you were crucified and God raised you from the dead. I believe that you are the Son of God. I repent of all my sin and I ask for your forgiveness. I give you my life do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says all the angels in heaven are rejoicing because you just prayed that prayer. 
The next step is to find a good, strong local church. If you live anywhere near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, we invite you to join us at Life in Christ every Sunday at 10 a.m. We have some of the best people on planet Earth. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast. Help us to continue to share the message of faith with those all over the world. Visit licchurch.com forward slash give to partner with us today.